exactly what to call it. Normally, you all know we would have something really cute on the screen and a nice title to help you remember it. But this, sometimes God gives me a word and there's no cuteness to it. It is just a, a raw presentation of what it is that he's saying. So I don't have a title for this, uh, but I do have some things to talk to you about. I, I, I want to talk to you this morning about two things. The first thing, and it's not going to take a long time. The first thing is, uh, 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 well, the, the first thing I want to talk to you about is anxiety. Somebody say anxiety. Anxiety. We started uh, probably more than a month ago talking about mental health and mental health awareness, and we really didn't have a chance to kind of put a bow on it. And as I was studying before the Lord, the Lord took me back to this. So I'm going to talk to you about anxiety because anxiety right now, is one of the number one uh, uh, um, um, uh, medical diagnosis in the country. It's one of the number one things that we prescribe medication for that's almost greater than anything else. We almost call uh, anxiety a gateway into other mental uh, uh, things uh, that we deal with. And I've told you before that if, 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 if you are a human, you have a brain. If you have a brain, you have a mind. And if you have a mind, you are mental. And if you are mental, then you have to deal with mental issues, yeah. mental health issues. And the thing that opens the door for things to happen is this gateway that's called anxiety. Are you all here? Because as I begin to search the scriptures, I, I, I saw instances of Jesus uh, uh, casting the devil out of someone so that they can get their mind back. I saw instances of Jesus telling demons to leave this person alone that was in, in a cave cutting themselves and running around naked. And after Jesus encountered them, there was a deliverance and a breakthrough and a freedom and the person was no longer the same. But I said, God, where is it in your word that talks about mental health issues because not everybody's in a cave cutting themselves. Getting to a cave, cutting yourself is, is the end of something that was opened up from an initial gateway. So I said, God, what is the gateway? What is the thing? And he said, Jason, the initial thing that opens all of these things up to humanity or up to people is this thing called anxiety. Everybody say anxiety. anxiety. Now, I'm going to minister to you to help you deal with the anxiety of anxiety. Because you've been here something for so long. I don't know about y'all, but after a certain time, I just have to turn off the television. Because every time commercials are coming on, hey, if you have this, you may need to get this pill. And I, after a while, if, I ain't, if I'm not keen enough, I'll be sitting there thinking, ooh, do I have that? I do got a little bit of that. And ooh, that do, ooh, baby, maybe I should go look at something. And honestly, it can be overwhelming. And, then, and you, you just sat down about a cartoon and before it's over you you have self-diagnosed yourself with three issues <laughs> and then all you was trying to do was watch Judge Judy <laughs> are y'all here so we we need to help take the anxiety off of anxiety but because we are believers we do it first through the word of God and I'm not telling you don't uh, pursue doctors and clinical approaches. I believe those things should work hand in hand with God and his word. But the first thing you got to get is God and his word. 
because there is something that God has said about this that if we practice this first, we may not need these other things down the road and it won't be a gateway to us going down a road God never intended for us to be on. Are, are you all here? Somebody say anxiety. anxiety. Now, now, now watch this. Uh, anxiousness or to be anxious, watch this, it's an emotion that was created by God. It's the first thing you need to know. To be anxious is the expression of an emotion that God gave you. So you don't need to feel guilty or bad about saying, I, I am anxious about a situation. Something happened, I got a phone call, I read something, something was reported, something is going on in our family, and I have, I have an anxiousness regarding that situation. I want you to know that being anxious is okay because it is part of God's emotional makeup for you. Are you still with me? Amen. Feelings of being anxious are, 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 well, anxious means this. And let me define it, what, this, what, what the definition is. It says to experience worry or unease or nervousness, typically about an imminent event or something with an uncertain outcome. Have any of you ever been anxious before? Yeah. Come on, raise your hand. And if you've been anxious before, and if you're not raising your hand, you're not in touch with your emotions, and you're not aware of the fact that everybody is anxious at some time. Uh -huh. Whether it's a bill you get in, and the bill is asking for more money than what you got, anxious. Mm -hmm. Are y'all here? Whether something happens to your car and you can't respond to it, anxious. Whether the doctor says, we need you to come in because we need to talk to you about something, anxious. Anxious is the result of there being a circumstance or a situation that you don't have an answer to. You're now anxious. How is this going to work out? What's the outcome of this? What, is, what, what, what do we do regarding this? What's going to happen tomorrow? How am I supposed to respond to this? This is the natural energy that is the result of things that come in your life. It is for you to be anxious. Are y'all here? Amen. Feelings of anxious are not only normal, but they are necessary for your survival. Since the earliest days of men, that's before we had buildings and, and, and homes the way we have and cars and things of this nature, since the earliest days of man, the approach of predators outside and the incoming danger to things that were around us set off alarms in our body. And it allowed for us to have an invasive action. So in other words, early in the day, in, in, in times thousands of years ago, we didn't have a building to go to to lock the door. We had to be outside. And if you heard a growling mm. noise, it caused you to be anxious. Yeah. What was that? Are, are y'all here? It set up in you an alertness about getting ready to have an evasive action. Yeah. It set up you an alertness about the fact that I've got to get out of here because something ain't right. Yeah. You didn't see nothing, but you felt something. Yeah. You felt something, 
and the circumstance and the situation ain't right, so now I need to have a response to what's going on, and I might need to get out of Dodge. Because I hear something that ain't right. Now, maybe you can't, maybe you can't identify with that, but but some of you have gone to scary movies before. My last scary movie was Freddy Krueger. Midnight on uh, Elm Street. I stuck away to go see it, but mama didn't really know. My mom would be like, don't do scary movies. I'm like, listen, I'm 15, <laughs> or whatever I was. I'm gonna go see this movie. Where you going? I'm going to E.T. and I went from E.T. and snuck over to Freddy Krueger. <laughs> and there was a scene Freddy Krueger. Some of y'all may remember. How many of y'all seen Freddy Krueger? I'm not trying to bring up fear in your life, but I'm just trying to get you to understand this anxiousness that you can experience. There's a scene of Freddy Krueger where this, this person was on their bed and they was going to sleep. And as they was going to sleep, something lifted through the bed, grabbed them and pulled them into the bed with the blood of pool with, with a pool of blood over their head. Do y'all remember that scene? It caused it caused anxiousness in me. Uh-huh. I said I gotta have an invasive action. I dropped my popcorn and my juju's and I got out of the theater and went back to go see E.T. like I was supposed to be seeing. Mom, you didn't know that, but <laughs> because anxiousness causes you to feel like something here ain't right. And, and I feel endangered. It makes you want to have a response. The, 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 these alarms that go off, and I'm saying this for a reason, these alarms become noticeable in the form of a raised heartbeat. It comes noticeable in the fact that you're now sweating and perspiring and you have increased sensitivity to your surroundings. What was that? Did something just move? Did y'all hear that too? It's an increased sensitivity because you are on alert because you have an anxiousness about something that you don't have an answer to. Right. Y'all still with me? Amen. And, and this, this, this danger causes a rush of adrenaline. It's a hormone and a chemical messenger in the brain, which in turn triggers reactions in a process that's called the fight or flight response. Because when something happens, one or two things happen. You either get in this position, or you get in this position. Right. You don't get in a position to be like, hey, let's see what this is. Right. Are you here? If, if, if you're outside and, and something's going wrong and something ain't right, you trying to, I don't know about y'all. Listen, I'm going to tell y'all something about me. I, I watch movies. I enjoy movies. One of my favorite movies is The Godfather because I just like the structure and the order. It sounds crazy. I love the structure and order to family, how family had your back. And I know it was having your back in a negative way, but I still love We, we Got Your Back. We Godfather, we're familiar. We'll take you out because you talked to my cousin pretty slick. So that's so that's my thing. But in Godfather, I learned from watching Godfather, whenever you go to a restaurant, I learned it from the movie, you never sit with your back to the door. Whenever you come into a restaurant, and if you all have ever been with me to any restaurant, I will leave if you don't let me sit in a place where I can see all my exits. Because when I sit down to eat, I'm there to enjoy a meal, but I've already processed, how do I get out of here if I start feeling uncomfortable? 
and I start feeling anxious, and somebody walk in with a backpack, or somebody walk in looking mean, or somebody walk in like they have nefarious motives, I already know I can go out that way, the kitchen is that way, and the back door is that way. You're not going to get me. Right. <laughs> right. I've already figured out my fight or flight, because I know my fight may not be the best. Woo, but my flight is second to none. <laughs> they ain't gonna catch me. You saying both ain't got nothing on me. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. I'm already figuring it out because inside of every single one of us is, do I have to fight? Or is there a way for me to get out of this? Because most of us would prefer not to have to fight. We'd prefer to just leave the situation. This is all the, re the, the result, and this is all the response of being anxious. This, 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 this feeling prepares us uh, uh, to physically confront or to flee threats. We, as humans, no longer have the same type of threats that our ancestors have, but we have similar type of things that bring upon, that bring upon anxiousness. We have things that may happen at our work that has us anxious. Things that happen with our money that has us anxious. Things that happen with our family members that have us anxious. Things that happen with our health or other critical issues that they have us anxious. But our anxiousness for us should be an awareness of the fact that there needs to be a response. We need to have a response to our anxiousness because watch this, being anxious and having anxiety are two different things. Anxious is momentary. Having anxiety is prolonged anxiousness without a result. Are you here? So we are not people of anxiety. God never called us to be people of anxiety, but he did recognize you will be anxious because I gave you the emotion to help you get out of something that without the emotion of anxiousness, you would stay in some danger. Are you here? So our responsibility becomes when we see anxiousness, when we sense our anxiousness, what is our response? Does God say anything in his word about us being anxious? Uh, I want you to view it like this. How many of you all have a car? You've driven a car before. Raise your hand. Have a car or driven a car before? I was looking to see if you were going to raise your hand because I'm like, you're a little bit too young. But okay, okay. So you have a car. How many of you, be honest, don't be ashamed. I'll, I'll raise my hand first. Driven your car and your check engine light came on. Okay. Put your hands down. How many of you, with the same hands, that they had a car and the check engine light came on, that the check engine light came on and you just kept on driving? <laughs> How many you kept on driving? It was a month later and the engine light was still on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how many kept on driving and it was a few months later and the check engine light was still on? Uh huh. And it's not because uh, 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 um, you're, you're deficient of the ability to respond to the situation, it's because you're deficient of funds <laughs> to be able to address the light. Right. 
Are you here? Because the light is an indication that if you keep going on like this without addressing the light, something greater and of greater danger is going to happen to you regarding that vehicle. And being anxious is a warning light on the dashboard of your life. When the light comes up, you cannot ignore it. You cannot go past it. You cannot suppress it. You cannot ignore it and hope it goes away. You cannot put a sticker on top of it and think that if you just cover it, that it no longer is an issue to you. It's still there, but you just covered it with a smiley face. And many of us have situations or circumstances in our life that it causes us to be anxious and we haven't dealt with it. We haven't responded to it correctly because we didn't have the emotional or the directional funds to know how to respond to the light that we see on the dashboard of our life. But I want to tell you in the next 10 minutes that God has given us the tools that are necessary to respond to the light so that your anxiousness does not become anxiety. Are you here? Go with me in your Bible to Philippians, the fourth chapter, the sixth through the seventh verse. I spent a long time setting this up so I could talk a few moments about what the solution is. But I want you to be able to have the scripture so that when you leave here, you are chewing on the scripture. You are eating on the scripture. And this word is feeding your life. Amen? amen. Philippians 4 and 6. If you have it, say amen. Amen. Because I want to make sure you got it. I want you to get home and be like, where is he at? Philippians 4. You got it? Uh -huh. Now, it starts off by saying, be anxious for nothing. So he already knows, God already knows, there are things in your life that, are called, that will cause you to be anxious. Mm -hmm. But he starts off the scripture by telling you, it will come, but don't you keep it. Amen. Are you here? Amen. It's going to come. A lot of emotions come your way, but you don't have to keep it. If you keep it, it's a decision that you made. It's a choice that you made to keep the thing that he told you not to keep. For example, he said, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. He didn't say don't have it. Because wrath is necessary at times to get a response from you that we can't get from you if you're happy. Are you here? So wrath is necessary. But what he said is, don't go to sleep with wrath in your spirit because that wrath messes with your rest and you'll wake up the next morning worse than the night before. He's not telling you it won't come, but he's telling you don't keep it. Thank Lord. Are you here? Uh -huh. So being anxious comes, but he tells you to be anxious for nothing. Don't you keep it. So then how do I respond to anxiousness that comes? Your response to anxiousness that comes in everything is for you to respond to it by what? Prayer. Come on, say it again. Prayer. See, see, you thought I was going to 
going to tell you something real easy that you didn't have to work to go do. I, I, I think we, we don't like prayer because prayer requires work. I think that's why we don't like it. We would rather just have the genie God that we can just say something and he pops up and performs a miracle for us and then we ain't got to see him again or fool with him again until we need something else. But that's not the God that we serve. He's not your cosmic bellhop. He is your father who is yearning for relationship with you. And that communication regarding that relationship is done in prayer. Prayer means to talk. Hear me prophetically, Christian faith. If you do not develop a prayer life, 2020 is going to be hard for you. Because there are things that you're only going to be able to maneuver through because of having a prayer life. Not having a prayer and not praying once, but a life of prayer. And I'm going to be the first one to admit, before I came to Arizona, D, I thought I had a prayer life. And sometimes you don't realize what you don't have until other stuff start hitting you. Right. Amen. And I realized when death started hitting us and lack started hitting us and struggle started hitting us and questions started hitting us and anxiousness and anxiety was building and hitting us, I realized I didn't have the prayer life. I had prayer moments. Uh, wow. Come on, sir. And I said, God, if nothing else, if nothing else, y'all, I'm telling you, if I go home to see Jesus tomorrow, and that's not my desire, but if nothing else these last two years have provided for me a prayer life, not a moment. What you need and the thing that is deficient in your life is prayer. It got quiet. I like it just like that. It's prayer. I ain't finna get off of it, it ain't finna change. The success of who we are as a church and the success of who you are as a believer in a person is in you having a relationship with God, not through church, not through service, not through your gift, not through your abilities, but a relationship with him through prayer. Prayer is you talking to him. Are you all here today? And it takes you praying and talking to him. And you say, well, it's uncomfortable. I get it. It's uncomfortable to talk to somebody you ain't talked to. But how do you change the discomfort to being comfortable? By striking up conversations. By starting to talk. By being honest with God. By saying, God, I don't know how to do this. Help me know how to talk to you. God, sometimes I don't want to talk to you because of all the stuff I'm going through and I blame you for it. At least tell him that because it's prayer. It's you talking to him. So how do you deal with the anxious things that rise up in your life? You deal with them by prayer. Because when you pray, you're not praying your hope and desire. You're praying his word regarding the thing that you don't have an answer to. God, something just happened, and, and I got anxiousness about it. I don't know what to do. Your first response is, God, I trust you, even though I can't see what's around me. And God, I know that according to your word, all things work together for good to them that love God. And I call 
Lord according to your glory. I've learned how to pray your word, and I'm going to stay on this word because even though I don't know what's around me, even though I can't see what's pressing against me, even though I don't know where the attack is coming from, what I do know is your word is consistent and has not failed. And you pray his word until righteousness leads you. Are you here? It, it, it don't happen overnight. Well, y'all don't hear me. It happens from you pressing, from you continuing to pray, from you continuing to stay in the place. Because look here, the scripture says prayer and supplication. The word supplication is to come before God and express to him humbly what your need is. Because prayer doesn't have to involve supplication. Because you can talk to God and not ask him for nothing. But there are times when you talk to him that you need to get a supplication in. Yeah. Hey, God. I know we good, but uh, I got to holler at you about something. Uh, you know this thing at work that made me want to roll up my sleeves and put some Vaseline on my knuckles? God, you know that thing? I need you to help me with that because my emotions make me want to knock somebody out. God, I've already got a box and I'm prepared to be escorted out of the building with security. So God, I need you to help me not knock that person. Uh, do y'all, so y'all don't deal with that? Oh, okay, I thought y'all should say God, no, here, that's called rap. And, uh, okay. It's all right, sir. You uh, got to be able to deal with that stuff. Yeah. God, I need you to help me with this. Now, sometimes we say, if he's God, doesn't he already know our need? Well, duh, yes. Uh-huh. But he wants to know from you, by you giving him your need, that you understand you need him. Come on. Right. And if you don't tell him the need, he don't think you need him, even though he knows what your need is. You coming to him in prayer and supplication, you giving him both is letting him know, God, I recognize you. You are my Lord and Savior, but I also know you are the source of my need being met. You are the source of this desire being satisfied. You are the source of meeting every walk. So, God, I humbly come before you because without you, I can't get it done. But with you, all things are possible. This presence. That's what prayer and supplication is. It is replacing the negative rhetoric with faith-filled words. Are you here? Then after you get done having prayer and supplication, it ain't over. Because the next thing it tells you to do is with thanksgiving. Are you here? It didn't say and thanksgiving, meaning you can choose one or the other. No, 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 no. It says with thanksgiving, which means you can't get to the thanksgiving until you have the prayer supplication. But your prayer supplication ain't finished until you conclude it with some thanksgiving. Because the thanksgiving is saying, God, I thank you. I know you heard me today. Even though I may not see a change immediately, I believe in faith that the prayers of the righteous availeth much. I believe in faith that I shall live and not 
so I take my anxiousness, my not knowing, my not understanding, and I put it in a place of saying, God, I thank you. God, I praise you. God, I give you glory. You sit high, but you look low. The whole world is in the palm of your hand. You sing songs over me, lady. Thanksgiving that exchanges your anxiousness. And you leave that place saying, I don't know how, but I got a feeling that everything is going to be over. I don't know how he's going to do it, but I know that God is, is working on my behalf. I, I don't know, but I know that there's no mountain he won't climb up. Coming after me. Are you in here today? And once you get done with that Thanksgiving, you feel different because the anxiousness is gone. Are you here? <laughs> I, I hear you, God. I, I'm going to stop here. I'll pick it up next week. Uh, but the anxiousness, the anxiousness will be gone. Are you here? And when that anxiousness tries to show back up again, because it will, because that's all the devil knows to do, is to keep doing what he's done. So don't get mad at him for doing what he do. You just get mad up and do what I do. If you keep attacking me with this, then I'm going to keep fighting back with this. If you keep bringing up negative things, I'm going to keep bringing up the word. If you keep bringing up the I'm going to get in a place of praise. And if somebody tells you you don't take all that, you let them know. You don't know what I'm going through. You don't know what I'm pushing off of it. You don't know what I'm pressing behind it. You don't know the darkness I'm pushing against. Are you here today? Well, keep praying because today you're one day closer than what you were yesterday. Don't you give up now. You've been holding on too long. Don't let the devil get the victory. You're too close to the end. Hey, hey, hey. I feel God. You just keep praying and you keep giving him thanks. And watch the miracle worker. Watch the wonder of his glory. Some of you have prayer requests that have already been before God. When I count to three, add your thanksgiving to me. When I take count to three, take the roof of this place by you opening your mouth and giving God thanks. Thanks because you know he hears you as he always has. Thanks because you know he's working it out on the other side 
even though you don't see it. Thank him because there's a job available. Thank him because there's better employment. Thank him because he's healing your marriage. Thank him because he's healing your children. Thank him because there's housing provided. Thank him because there's healing for your body. Thank him because there's nothing you cannot do. When I count to three, give it to him. One, two, three, give him praise. Come on, give him praise. Give him praise in this place. Come on, with Thanksgiving. With Thanksgiving. With Thanksgiving. With Thanksgiving. With Thanksgiving. You can praise the ceiling with Thanksgiving. Thank you for your word that addresses 
every condition of the human experience. Thank you, God, that because of hearing your word today, I know I'm not crazy. I'm not by myself. I'm not alone in what I'm experiencing. But this is part of what you desire. Just help me to respond to it correctly. Thank you, Father, so much for your word and for what it always shares with us. Now, God, I pray for those under the sound of my voice here in this sanctuary and that are hearing us across the world. Father, I pray that if they don't know you, that right now they lift their hands to you and that they are giving their heart and their life to you. Father, if they're in a backslidden condition, I thank you that as their hands are lifted to you and as their heart is lifted to you, that God, you see them. You don't make receiving you difficult. You don't make it tedious. And God, I just thank you that as these hearts and hands are outstretched to you, that you are doing like you said. You're running to them and rescuing them and putting them back in the proper place. So I thank you today for the souls that are saved, being saved. And I thank you for those that are coming back to you. I give you praise for this, God. I give you glory for it. Let this word rest in our heart, take root, begin to grow and produce fruit. That at the time of anxiousness, popping its head up, that we will respond, wow, God. We will respond with your word. And we give you praise for it now. In Jesus' name. Let every glad heart shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. If that word bless your life, put your hands together and tell God.